Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number six of Bills Up North, where we talk all things Bills 365. I'm your host, Mitty, and I'm here to break down this week. So, of course, the big story of the week, Super Bowl, was it, 56 this year? Rams, Bengals, great game, a lot better than last season, a lot better than I think a lot of us expected it to be. I know it's mostly a Bills podcast, but obviously you got to touch on the Super Bowl. Um, And, yeah, I thought... I thought the Rams were the better team. I thought the Rams actually did deserve to win that game. Um, Aaron Donald, obviously fantastic. As for the Bengals, the Bengals played a great game. It's just unfortunate that really their O-line kind of caved in on them. The O-line like for the Bengals, that was my biggest concern with them, was that they, you know, their O-line obviously had struggled mightily all year, all through the playoffs. You know, it's been... So, like, this is a new thing for the Bengals this year. They struggled a year prior. Joe Burrow tore his ACL. But then this season, I, I don't know if they were the worst in the NFL, but they definitely weren't one of the top units. They gave up nine sacks against Tennessee. And then, you know, they held up well in the first half. It's just kind of that second half. The rounds really got to them. And, you know, I mean, you can only hold off Aaron Donald for so long. Same as Von Miller. Von Miller is still a great player, even though, you know, he's not what he once was. He's not what he was in Super Bowl 50 when he was playing in Denver uniform. But he was still terrific. Um, you know, it was a really good Super Bowl. Obviously, you know, all of us say it was better than last year. Last year was kind of a boring game. wasn't very fun to watch. Of course, as Bills fans, we had to watch Tom Brady uh, lift another Super Bowl as, as if it couldn't crush our hearts anymore after losing to the Chiefs. I mean, I don't know. Depending on how you feel, I was kind of happy. I, I was kind of happy to see Brady win it over Mahomes just because you can kind of, you know, there was kind of that GOAT talk for a while. Like, oh, you know, can Patrick Mahomes become the GOAT instead of Tom Brady? Like, I don't think that's exactly what they said, but they said, can he surpass him as the GOAT? And, like, I think unless Mahomes wins, like, eight or nine, I don't think he'll ever be able to pass Brady because he lost that game, which, like, whatever. I don't really hate Mahomes. I hate his fucking family, though. Um, I shouldn't say I hate his family. I hate his brother and his wife. I just think they're annoying and obnoxious. But anyway, back to this year's Super Bowl. Um, you know, in terms of obviously the refing is going to get a lot of controversy. I thought the refs, like, I just, it was a little bit annoying on how they called such a clean game, like all game long. Like besides the the miss face mask was it was it yeah Higgins on Ramsey there like they called a really quiet game I think there was like two penalties in the whole game until the final three minutes and then ref ball kind of came out and you know it's just kind of unfortunate like obviously like the the cup call was a bad call but like you know me and my friends were watching the game we said that's probably just a makeup call they kind of had to give one of the Rams there because well, you know, that, I mean, if the Bengals won, I'm sure there'd be a ton of controversy, yeah, controversy right now over the Higgins touchdown over Ramsey. Speaking of Jalen Ramsey, he kind of got cooked for the being the best corner in the NFL. At least I think he's the best corner in the NFL. He kind of got cooked. You know, he just didn't look as sharp as he usually does out there. But I guess in the end, it really didn't matter. You know, to a certain point, like, I mean... I shouldn't say he really got cooked because both times he really got cooked. I mean, the first one, he played, like, pretty good defense, and then, you know, Jamar Chase just made a Jamar Chase catch. And then the second one, he was kind of ripped down by his face mask. So did he – I don't know. It just kind of looked like to me he got cooked. Besides that, you know, you didn't really hear his name a whole lot, which is obviously, like, 
that's what I always take from a corner is you don't want to hear his name. But, you know, in terms of the game itself, like, I was kind of kind of worried about the Bengals there at the start, at least for Burrow on that first drive when they went for it on fourth and one. And it was just like, you know, it, it felt like I was, like, watching what I saw from Aaron Rodgers on that first drive where it was like, I'm just going to throw it to Jamar Chase. And, like, what Aaron Rodgers said, like, I'm only going to throw to Devontae Adams. I don't care. You know, like, he threw, threw that ball to Chase in double coverage. He's honestly kind of lucky he didn't get picked off there. Um... You know, but everything kind of went fine there. And then, of course, I've been debating this with my friends. Like, do you guys think the Mixon touchdown was a design trick play or do you think it was uh, like an impulse play? Like, it looks like it could have been a trick play, but, like, it also looks super impulsive. Like, it looks like a really strange one to drop. Maybe it's like an option play is what I was thinking potentially, but I'm not really sure about it. You know, but all in all, I think, honestly, the Super Bowl, this is like, the ending was how exactly I pictured it, that Stafford was going to throw a tutty to Cup, and, like, uh, Eli Apple got burnt like fucking toast there. That was, like, for all the shit-talking that guy did, it was kind of funny. Like, it was, the shit-talking he was doing was pretty funny, but, like, what, like, he just put a huge target on your back, especially when, like, like, you know, I was reading this, like, Jalen Ramsey talks so much shit, but, like, Jalen Ramsey's, like, earned the right to talk that much shit. Like, he's literally, I think he's undisputed the best cornerback in the NFL right now. Like, I can't think of another corner, you know, maybe if you guys can, that's better than him. Like, I just think Jalen Ramsey is just, he's just kind of a tier above everyone right now. You know, I know the other all-pro was Trevon Diggs, and I'll actually talk about that in a bit, um, about some comparisons I saw about him. But, you know... <sighs> It was just like it's just funny that Eli Apple that that of course they hit cup to Apple, and then on that final drive there for the Bengals, I was kind of surprised when they had it. it was it, I don't remember if it was third and one or third and two, and they handed it off and it wasn't Mixon. I'm sorry, I don't know who the other back is, you know. And then they came up on fourth and one. They went to pass, and Aaron Donald just said, "I'm ending this right now." And fuck that guy almost. Can you imagine if they got caught it? What's his name? I'm gonna look it up right now. I'm looking it up on my phone right now. Perrine? Perrine. Perrine's his name. Yeah, if he would have caught that, that would have been actually insane. Like, Burrow, like, just kind of whipped it away. Like, it was like Jimmy G 2.0 and, like, Kyler Murray in his own end zone. Like, it was just, like, I don't know. It's kind of funny to watch. But, uh, anyway, um, I know everyone was hot and horny for the halftime show. I don't know. I Like, I thought it was okay. I'm not a big, like, hip-hop guy. I really only listen to country music, so, I like, I didn't really find it that entertaining. I thought 50 Cent looked hilarious hanging, uh, like, upside down or whatever. I thought it was funny. Um, but, like, I was watching it. Like, if you sat on, like, one side of the field, did you not get to see any of the halftime show? Maybe, like, because it looked like they were only facing the one, like, half of the field looks like it didn't look like they ever like turned around and faced the other half while they were singing so that would kind of suck if you just like didn't get to see any of the halftime show i mean i personally wouldn't have cared like i'm more in for it for the like if i'm gonna go to the, the only way i'd probably ever spend like six grand to go to the super bowl is either like i was just absolutely fucking loaded or um the bills are playing in it like i, I really honestly like i'm not gonna go to the super bowl just to see the halftime show because, like, you can just go watch these fucking people in concert. Anyway, I'm going on a bit of a rant here. Um, but anyway, Super Bowl, Rams win. Rams are going to have a lot to, you know, do this offseason. Of course, like, 
you know, OBJ and Von Miller are both free agents. I'm not sure what they're going to do with that. I know they have Gurley and Goff both coming off the book. So I heard if both guys are willing to take a, like, a, you know, a little less, they'll be able to keep him. Maybe the Rams will be back good next year. But apparently Aaron Donald might, he might hang him up, which, I mean, Aaron Donald will go to the Hall of Fame without a doubt. You know, that, that was really the only thing missing from his resume in an eight-year career. You know, maybe he kind of wants to go out like Calvin Johnson did. And, like, oh, Luke Keekley retired way before. Like, Calvin Johnson didn't win anything, but I don't really blame that on Calvin Johnson. I blame that on the Detroit Lions. Speaking of that, um, I think, like, Calvin Johnson's former teammate, quarterback Matthew Stafford, now the uh, the Rams. Like, I, this guy's going to go to the Hall of Fame. Now. Like, I think there was a bit of a debate out there for a while if he was going to make it into the Hall. But I think with the Super Bowl win, like, I, I it's going to put Matthew Stafford in the Hall of Fame. You know, obviously, it comes down to, like, the Hall of Fame is going to be interesting, in my opinion, to see, like, you know, because you're going to have, for example, like, it's going to be a debate, like, I think Eli Manning is going to get in, but it's, like, there's going to be guys that are, you're going to see, like, fringe guys, like, is Philip Rivers going to get in? You know, obviously, I don't think Flacco's going to get in. Like, I mean, he won a Super Bowl, but I don't think just because he won the Super Bowl. I mean, as a quarterback, there's not very many, like, mediocre quarterbacks that have won a Super Bowl. But I, I don't we'd be talking about the Super Bowl if Jared Goff had led, um, won it for the Rams. Well, who knows if the Rams, like, they probably never would have traded for Go- or Stafford if they would have beat the passer a couple of years ago. But, you know, for the Rams, it's curious to to see what they're going to do next year. Like this might be it. Like apparently there's rumors of Sean McVay retiring from coaching, which I don't even know how old that guy is. Is he even 40? Like he's just going to retire from football, but Hey, whatever, whatever the best is for that guys. But the Rams, they might be looking at a completely new team next season. So that should be really interesting to see. You know, but you uh, flip, flip across to the other side there and you look at the Bengals, obviously like no one expected the Bengals to be here. You know, uh, who knows if the Bills ever would have gotten to play the Bengals. You know, maybe the Bills could have been in the Super Bowl, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know if the Bills would have beat them because Kansas City. You know, the Chiefs found a way to stop the Kansas City offense. The Bills couldn't, and the Bills had the best defense in the NFL. Well, what we thought. Well, I whatever. We can debate who the best defense is in the NFL after the Bills' uh, performance. But anyway, looking at the Bengals, you know, obviously. Great future. Like, obviously, Joe Burrow is an absolute stud. I know he got hurt again. Hopefully, it's not anything to do with his ACL tear from a year ago. But, I, you know, I was reading and listening to a few just reports and, like, you know, I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was, like, Good Morning Football. And it was, like, you know, this is great for the Bengals and all, but, like, when you make it to the Super Bowl, you have no idea when you're ever going to get back here. Like, you know, it's crazy to think like Dan Marino made it in his second year. And we like, did we think Dan Marino was never going to make one again? Probably not. Like, you know, Drew Brees only ever made one Super Bowl. Thank God he won it. You know, Aaron Rodgers has only ever been to one Super Bowl. You know, Matthew Stafford will probably only like, unless the Rams can run it back. I mean, guys like Brady aren't grown on trees. Like Brady, Manning, Roethlisberger are really the only guys that I can think of that were in multiple Super Bowl. Like, I think Peyton played in four. Eli played in two. Obviously, Tom played in ten, which is fucking insane. Ten Super Was it ten? Yeah, seven and three was his record. As if he only ever lost to Manning and Foles. Um, but, yeah, like, you know, guys like, you know, Philip Rivers, obviously, Philip Rivers was not, you know, what Peyton Manning was. 
But Philip Rivers never won a Super or never even went to the Super Bowl. I think the furthest he made it was in 07 and Chargers went to the AFC title game against the Patriots. But like these guys that are perennial Super Bowl quarterbacks, I mean, I yeah, even like Ben. Like Ben made it what three times in his first seven years in the NFL and he never made it back. You know, he didn't the last decade of his career, he never made it back. I think he only went to one or two championship games. So like you know, like even when you talk about the Bills, like you know, when you when you spoil those chances against the Chiefs, like they did, you know, you just never know when you're gonna get back there. Like I remember, like yeah, the, yeah, the Chiefs, the Chiefs before Mahomes were perennial playoff chokers, but you just never know when you're gonna get yourself in that perfect position. Like I, you know, I watched hockey and it was like. Um, for example, like the Washington Capitals, like they just never made, they could not make it to the cup finals. They couldn't get past the second round in the NHL. The NHL has, uh, four rounds, quarterfinals, semifinals, conference finals, Stanley cup finals. They could just never get past, you know, the, you know, the demon in the room, I guess, which was the Pittsburgh Penguins to them. But like going, you know, to the Super Bowl is not something you see a lot, you know, it's just not – there's not many quarterbacks that go there. I mean, I don't even know what the percentage is of quarterbacks. The only quarterback, I think, playing in the NFL right now, how many quarterbacks have gone there twice? I think just Mahomes and Garoppolo. Has any other quarterback gone twice? I don't know. I'll have to – I should have looked that up, actually. But, yeah, I don't want to, you know, dishearten Bengals fans or Bills fans. But, you know, when these – things happen when you lose it's just like man like when are we ever gonna get over the hump like i remember watching like the houston texans it's just like it's just frustrating because you're like man like you know yeah look at aaron Rodgers. i mean aaron Rodgers is the prime example i mean what if he didn't win that super bowl what if they lost it would just be looked at as matt like you know every year like oh you know we're finally gonna get back and then it's and we lost and we lost and you know it's just you just don't know when you're ever going to get that opportunity again. You know the stars kind of you know the stars almost align perfectly for teams to go to the Super Bowl. Like you know Kansas City's back to back years. You know obviously the second year they're pretty dumb, but the first year you know they kind of got lucky that Baltimore shit the bed in their playoff game and they got the Titans. You know it's just you never know when you're going to find your path back there. You know you just kind of play an off game. The Packers, you know you get a pl- uh, punt blocked. It's just. Yeah, it's just that unknown of, you know, this is not guaranteed. And next year, you know, it's going to be tougher. Like, the AFC is going to be a hell of a dogfight, potentially. You know, there's a lot of good quarterbacks coming up. And, you know, Burrow, Allen, and Mahomes are going to have new company in town. So, moving into the, you know, MVP now. Aaron Rodgers taking it home for the second straight year. 39 first place votes. I mean, he smoked everyone. Tommy Boy was in second. He only got 10. Um, Josh, you know, Josh Allen didn't get any. I'm not I'm not shocked. I don't think Josh Allen, like, had a – he didn't have the regular season he had two years ago, although he did have a really good season, and obviously his playoff run was – like, honestly, it was pretty legendary. Like, you know, he threw what – he threw nine touchdowns in two games. Like, that, that is insane. He had, what, five? Did he have five against the Chiefs and four against the Pats? I mean, it's crazy to think that the guy only played two games in the playoffs. But, you know, zero first. I, I thought maybe he'd get, like, one at least. Like, I thought maybe one guy, maybe a little, maybe a Homer Buffalo reporter would put him up there. 
But I, I do get it. Like, I don't think Josh Allen had the best season this year. I don't think he played up to his full potential like he did the season prior. So, am I disappointed he didn't get any votes? Not really. But, obviously, you know, the big... It was going to be between Rodgers and Brady. And, obviously, Rodgers is the better player. But, you know, if both these guys are on different teams next year, I'm curious to see who technically was the... Well, Tom's retired now. But, um... You know, if Aaron's somewhere else next year, I'm really curious to see, like, who is going to leave the bigger void on their team. Like, you know, depending, you know, the Packers aren't going to go and trade for a quarterback. They drafted Jordan Love for a reason, you know, unless they think he's that bad that they're not even going to give him a shot to start. You know, he's going to be their starter next year. For the Bucks, I don't really know because Blaine Gabbert, I think, is a free agent and, like, Blaine Gabbert's not a very good quarterback. So I don't really know who they're going to have, but I'm curious to see, you know, it's really different if, yeah, maybe the Bucks draft a quarterback. Maybe they pick Matt Corral or maybe they pick uh, Malik or maybe they pick Kenny. I don't know. It's tough to say, but I'm curious to see who kind of leaves more of a void on their team next year. I think that'll kind of determine, because, you know, the MVP is, you know, most valuable to the team. That's what I kind of like, again, going back to, you know, NHL is the NHL has the Ted Lindsay award and it has the heart trophy. The heart trophy is the most valuable, like the most valuable to the team, most valuable to his team success. And then you have the heart or sorry, not the heart, the Lindsay, which is just like the best player in the league that year. So like, for example, like Connor McDavid, you know, he, he just wins both because he's important to both because he's fucking superhuman. But you know, I don't know if the NFL has an award like that. I don't think they do. I'd kind of like to see something like that. Obviously, there's offensive and defensive rookie of the year. You know, both of those. I you know, I think we knew who all those awards were going to. There was no way Jamar Chase wasn't winning offensive rookie of the year. There was zero percent chance Mike Parsons wasn't winning defensive rookie of the year. He honestly had a case to win defensive player. Well, if TJ Watt wasn't superhuman this year, like he would have probably had a case to win defensive player of the year. And that offensive player of the year, of course, was Cooper Cup. Like, I mean, the guy, like, I, I, I know a lot of people won't say he's the best receiver in the NFL because they just, you know, Devontae is, which I, I kind of agree. I think Devontae's just skill set is just so, like, like that video of him getting double teamed against the Ravens was literally, like, not even, it wasn't even a double team. It was literally two guys covering him, if you know what I mean. Like, it was two guys lined up across from him. Like, you, you just don't see shit like that. Like, you just don't. Like, I, I honestly think the, I don't, I think the only guy that could stop him would be, like, 2009 Darrell Rivas, which is, I oh, yeah, getting into that. I saw, I'm sure a lot of you guys probably saw the, you know, who would you rather have in your prime, Trevon Diggs or Darrell Rivas? And I, I actually thought it was, a, like, a joke at first. I don't, maybe it was, but I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, I remember watching like Darrell Rivas in two thousand nine. Like he he was literally he probably had the best corner season of all time. But that's a debate for an, another time. You know, obviously played for the Jets and they kind of just ruined his career. But um, yeah, for the, you guys, we'll probably we're getting to Bills news right away. It's just you know, obviously we don't have a ton of stuff to talk about in the off season, and this is like you know, I went over draft last week and I went over free agency two weeks ago or even last week. I don't really remember. So, you know, a lot of NFL news to talk about, obviously. Yeah, I don't like getting into the NFL too much. Obviously, there's like a couple things you can't really not talk about. I mean, I should talk about the Kyler Murray situation in Arizona because that's a bit of a shit show. 
But I'll probably save that maybe for a later episode or whatnot. So now we're finally getting to Bill's news. Sorry if I made you guys wait so long. Obviously, not a whole lot to report about. Um, one coaching move. Heath Farrell is no longer the Bills def- uh, special teams coordinator. Apparently, he jumped ship and said, I'm going to Jacksonville to be with Doug Peterson. So I don't really know the connection there. I don't really know why he chose to do that. Didn't really read into the context. But assistant special teams coordinator Matthew Smiley has now been promoted to special teams coordinator. You know, um, you know, special teams coordinator, you don't really hear a whole lot about compared to the defensive coordinator or the offensive coordinator. But, I, you know, special teams obviously plays a big part. You know, look at the Packers. I mean, special teams arguably cost the Packers a playoff win and a chance to go to the Super Bowl again. So, you know, when you talk about special teams, it's it's an important aspect of the game, and the Bills have a really good special teams. I mean, they just re-signed Terrell Dobson, who was, what, I think he was third. He was, like, third in special teams tackles this year. That's a huge signing. Like, people don't understand how important these guys are. Him, I'd love to see Saran Neal back as well. Those two are always out there. They're always electrifying. I think those are just two guys that, you know, you don't think about them until they're gone. And when they're gone, you're like, fuck, like, why? I wish we still had those guys. Like, why did we let them walk? Because they wanted a couple extra grand. Like, oh, you know, it's just like you see that and you're just like, Ugh. but it's good Dobson's back. Hopefully Neil's back. And hopefully, um, I always forget how to say the motherfucker's name. Matt Kinovich is back as well. But um, one other thing for the Bills is uh, apparently Emmanuel Sanders is contemplating retiring. I don't really know if this is big news for the Bills, like, or if this even is Bills news because he is a free agent. And I really, you know, I've said it multiple times. I don't think he's coming back to Buffalo. I don't really see the fit in Buffalo anymore for him. And I think of Emmanuel Sanders, you know, I don't think he'd have an issue getting a contract next year. Like, someone's going to give him... He's probably just going to get another one-year contract. Like, I think his last three years since he left Denver, he had a one-year contract in San Fran, a one-year in New Orleans, and now the one-year in Buffalo. So he's probably not going to get more than a one-year wherever he heads to next, which is probably, ah, who the hell knows where he'd go. I could see him going to, like, New England. I could see New England bringing in Sanders. But... You know, I if anything, he's just going to go get another one-year contract, and maybe he'll find somewhere that'll keep him for a year or two. It's just unfortunately, like, you know, halfway through the season, I said, yeah, he's going to come back next year. But unfortunately, you know, he got hurt, and Gabe Davis kind of took his job from him. So did Isaiah McKenzie. They both kind of came onto the scene, and, you know, his role diminished. And, you know, I, I don't really know if Sanders – I don't know what kind of guy Sanders is. It seemed like he was fine with it, but I'm sure if he can go somewhere where they're going to give him – more I don't know if they're gonna give him more money, but if they're gonna give him a number two slot like he had at the start of the year or a three slot, you know, a starting slot at receiver, he's not gonna get a one spot unless he's going to God knows where, like Jacksonville. Even that I don't think he'd get the one spot there. So, you know, I don't think it'd be a bad idea for him to retire. I'm sure he's made more than enough money in his career that he can retire right now and hopefully not have to worry about money. Now that football's done, you know, hopefully he's been smart with his money. You know, you just never know with these guys. Some of them not the brightest when it comes to their financial decisions. But, yeah, just felt like throwing that out there. Apparently Sanders contemplating retiring. 
If he does, wish him all the best, you know, but I don't see him coming back to Buffalo. Also, I kind of missed out on it. Harrison Phillips was the bomber, or not the bombers, fuck. The Bills, uh, sorry, I, well, I watch CFL, my favorite team's called the Bombers. And um, <laughs> he was nominated for Walter Payton Man of the Year. Um, of course, it went to Andrew Whitworth, you know, deserving so. Whitworth's done a lot, you know, that uh, story of that kid from who plays for the Lions now that Whitworth worked out at the uh was it the ymca there in cincinnati really cool story if you haven't heard it i'd suggest looking up the clip it's definitely a cool story to read about but yeah i mean walter payton man of the year i mean obviously it's more it's more than a football award it's obviously cool when you it's cool when you see which guys nominate for it you always kind of wonder like man who's the who's gonna get nominated this year like it's just like and that's why like i think you know phillips should be right on the top of the bills resigning list this year as the guy they need to bring back he's a great defensive tackle and you know a great guy obviously you don't get nominated for walter payton man of the year unless you're a good dude so that's like number one guy to bring back in my opinion so now that we're in the off season we don't have a ton of stuff to talk about on the podcast so i figured i'd start this series where i call it the 17 that led to 17 it's the 17 starters from jim kelly to when josh allen became the starter of the bills you know, the Bills had 17 different starting quarterbacks in that time. And I felt like I would just, you know, we don't have a ton of stuff to talk about. So I figured I'd, you know, go over each one of these and kind of figure out why they didn't really work in Buffalo. So the first one that came up is Todd Collins. You know, Jim Kelly retired after the 96 season. Collins was drafted in 95. He was a second-round pick, 45th overall. They picked him on in Michigan. You know, he's a standout quarterback. Terrific career at Michigan. I think he's top 10 in passing yards and touchdowns um, in Michigan history, which is terrific. And he came in, you know, his first year, and he got one start in his first year, 95. You know, they lost the game. He completed 14 of 29, 48% completion percentage, 112 yards, one pick. Maybe not the best, but, you know, I've seen a lot worse from rookie quarterbacks, Nathan Peterman. Um, you know, 96, Jim Kelly's still there. And 95, Jim Kelly's still there. 96, Jim Kelly is still there. But, he, you know, he goes down with an injury. So Collins gets three starts. He goes two and one. He has a 55.6 completion percentage, 739 yards, four touchdowns, and five picks. So kind of looks like he's a little bit reckless with the ball. Maybe not... You know, yeah, a little bit reckless. Maybe throws the ball into covers a little too much. So then in 97, you know, after 96, Kelly, Jim Kelly says, you know, these injuries are piling up. I think I'm ready to retire. So the Bills head into 97, and they say, okay, well, they got to, you know, they go in, and they have a three-way QB battle. It's Collins, Alex Van Pleet, who's going to get covered in a – um, later seg or probably next week is Alex Van Pleet will be on here, and Joe Holbert. Holbert won't. Holbert never actually played for the Bills, or never he never started for the Bills. At least I don't know if he um, ever played for the team. But you know, Collins won the battle at camp in '97, and then he really wasn't too good. The Bills really struggled as a team. He started 13 games. He ended up playing in 14. He ended up getting pulled. He went 5-8. and eight. He had a 55% completion percentage. Threw for 2,367 uh, 2, yards. 12 touchdowns to 13 picks. 
not the best numbers and the bills kind of said um yeah i think we're gonna move on they kind of cut ties with them then they brought in rob johnson and doug flutie and then that was a whole other saga that started but the bills pretty much said yeah we can kind of tell collins isn't going to be our guy so they caught him after 97 he actually signed with the chiefs where he ended up playing for a long long he played eight years in kansas city he spent two, or was it three seasons? Yeah, three seasons from 98 to 2000. He didn't touch the ball once. He, he didn't even dress for a game. He was the team's third-string quarterback because um, they had Rich Gannon and Warren Moon. Then from 01 to 05, he was the backup. He'd get to see 12 games. He, you know, he'd start, or sorry, he wouldn't start. He actually never started, which is pretty surprising when you're with the team for eight years, even as a backup. Then the Redskins would give him a call after he was done in Kansas City. He played it from 06 to 09. He was a backup. He ended up getting a start to start three games. He'd play in eight. Then he'd make one final stop. He'd go to Chicago in 2010. Um, and actually, infamously, Jay Cutler, you know, was hurt in that game. Well, hurt, whatever you want to say. Um, you know, obviously, kind of got humiliated in that. Uh, called up, I don't know if he got called up by his own players. He got called up like hell by the Bears fans. Um, and Collins went into that game. He threw three straight incomplete or four straight incompletions to start the game or when he went into the game. So they actually ended up benching him for the third stringer, Chad. Is it Hayne? Yeah, Chad Hayne, who uh threw that pick to BJ Raji, which actually lost the Bears the game. And they, you know, the Packers went to the Super Bowl, the Bears went home. And Collins' career was over. It was the only playoff game he ever got to play in. And he threw four passes and never completed one. So it's got to be a little disheartening for him. But, you know, I kind of want to look at why, you know, he these got why these guys didn't work. And for Collins, I just have to think, you know, maybe the Bills didn't give him enough time. They only kept him for one year. You know, the Bills had a bit of a tendency to be impatient with rookie quarterbacks. You know, EJ Manuel was uh, prime suspect number one. I don't think the Bills were patient enough with EJ, even though I don't think EJ would have turned out to be that good regardless. Just because I don't think, yeah. You know, at least when you look at Collins, I mean, the guy had quite the career. He played in the league for 15 years. Like, you know, it's a lot longer than most guys get to play. I know he played most of his backup, but probably took home good chunk of change. I'd say at least $30 million out of the NFL. So good for that guy. But, uh, yeah, bringing it back to kind of the development of the quarterbacks for the Bills, I mean, like, I don't know if Ralph Wilson just didn't have patience for guys or was, uh, no, I guess EJ Manuel that was after Ralph Wilson passed away when he was cut. But yeah, I just don't know what the deal was with, and maybe they just don't have the patience for those guys, but like Collins, I mean, I guess they thought they had something better with Rob Johnson, you know, they traded for Rob Johnson. And then they also would bring in Doug Flutie shortly after. And Alex Van Pleet was still on the team. Um, in terms of uh, what's his nuts there, uh, the other guy. What the hell's his name there? Uh, what the hell's his name? Holbert. Holbert. I don't know what happened to him. He never played for the Bills. So anyway, you know Todd Collins. I'd give him like a maybe a D, I guess, as a starting. I mean, probably an F. Like in terms of a starting quarterback, he was not very good. Like his total record was what seven? Ah, uh, seven and nine. Oh. So it's just mediocre, pretty much is the way to sum it up. Uh, he threw more picks than any of the touchdowns. Yeah, he threw 16 touchdowns to 19 interceptions. That's pretty mediocre. 
This guy just sounds like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like this guy's stats just remind me of Ryan Fitzpatrick. We're gonna get into some pretty ugly quarterbacks in this. Um, honestly, Collins is like pretty good for this list. Like we're gonna get into some ugly guys. Like you guys remember Jeff Tool? We're gonna go over him because he was a starter for a game. Seventeen guys. That's all I gotta say. And I'd say Collins. I mean, obviously, I'm not gonna rank these guys until I'm done. But like, I he might even be in the. Uh, he's on the top ten. He's probably probably from like fifteen to twelve. Like, I don't think he's in the bottom bottom. But yeah, definitely not a great career for Collins. I mean, actually, I shouldn't say not a great career. His time in Buffalo maybe wasn't great. I'm sure he had a great career just holding the clipboard, making millions of dollars. But hey, maybe he wanted to play. I don't know. But um, yeah, I think that's all I got in store for this week, guys. Um, thanks for listening. I always appreciate anyone that listens to these. Um, obviously, I just like to come on here for fun. But maybe I'd like to, you know, start making this thing grow a bit and getting more listeners. So if you guys know anyone that would like to listen to this as well, obviously recommend them. And yeah, thanks for listening guys. And we'll see you next Monday. Thank you. Bye.